It's timely. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. So hello to our listeners and welcome to another edition of Time with Fred. If this is your first time tuning in, this is an inspirational broadcast featuring inspiring stories and life lessons to challenge you to be the best you can be. Uh, this program airs, uh, you can watch us live um, in video on uh, my Facebook page at Fred Gatti Life Coach and on my YouTube page as well. And this also airs as a podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and also Google Play. So we all have a choice in every moment of our lives, choices in what we say, what we do, how we react, and more. There are so many choices in each moment every day, whether you need to adjust to circumstances and change, or whether you want to take control of the reins. This is a process that can be used time and time again to rebalance and adjust. In today's edition of Time with Fred, we discuss the 10 points of change. And this is a program that's supposed to help us navigate any hurdles or situations we face on the journey to becoming our best. And what better time to talk about change than than the times that we're going through right now. And with me as my special guest is Elizabeth Hamilton Greno, one of America's most trusted mindset, leadership, and personal and corporate development consultants. Elizabeth has helped thousands around the globe to be the best and achieve world-class excellence. As a trusted leader, influencer, consultant, trainer, and speaker, and Hay House author, she provides development and training to individuals and organizations around the world. Elizabeth graduated with honors from St. Ambrose in Davenport, Iowa, and Harvard Business School, where we actually met during the course <laughs> that we took together. Elizabeth is a recipient of the 2019 Excellence in Finance, the Leaders Award for her significant contribution towards the financial sector. Elizabeth, I want to welcome you to today's edition of Time with Fred. It's so nice to be here with you. What a great title for your show, too. Absolutely. Right? Yes. <laughs> I love Thank it. you so much. And I appreciate you coming, Elizabeth. And in, in the time that, you know, changes, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and I, I, I made a statement. I said, if anyone had told me at the beginning of 2020 um, that in a few months, the whole world will be turned upside down and disrupted by a virus, no one would have believed it. What an opportunity to discuss uh, this, this topic of change, Elizabeth. What, what are your thoughts on that? Gosh, uh, what aren't all of our thoughts on it, right? We're all, uh, the word I keep coming up with is, well, two of them actually, uh, adjustments and displaced. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all so much of that. And of course, change and, and so forth. But you know, a lot of us think of change as a choice that we make, like, oh, I want to lose 25 pounds, or I want to set my New Year's resolutions, or on my birthday, I want to do this or that, sort of as goals to change our life in one way or another, drink more water, whatever it is. But this is a different kind of change. And um, these, these are when the phone rings. um, And, you know, whether it's the changes that you don't expect that you're coping with or dealing with. Um, and those take sometimes tools in your toolbox to deal with. And so no matter what kind of changes it, it change is happening, it takes time, commitment, and discipline. We know that to implement change, but it's a question for all of us. How do we rebalance and adjust to what's going on right now? And, um, we're all, 
we're all <laughs> learning kind of as we get this is new for all of yeah. us isn't it yeah it really is it really it, is and, I, yeah and as the founder of the best ever you network elizabeth one of the things that that you write about or that you wrote about that i saw was uh the 10 points of change but before we get into those details can you tell us a little bit about what the best ever you network is and and, and what you do for for um, so the best, yeah, no, thank, and thank you for this opportunity, Fred. Um, so the Best Ever You Network is um, a multimedia company that provides personal development to people worldwide. All of the resources on there are basically free, unless you want to call and do one-on-one -on -one coaching or take a class, you know, those types of things. But we have over 500 radio shows now, all free, each just about an hour long. Wow. So you can click on the Best Ever You show on Best Ever You. We have an awards program that we've had for, gosh, probably about 10 years now um, that we're bringing up on a new website and carrying content over. So it's kind of an old website and a new website. We took all the old content and put it over on Best Ever You Network. Um, and so besteveryou.com is sort of getting a fresh look. It's hard to take websites down and edit them real, you know, and edit them and then put them back up. We edit real time. So you'll see us actually changing <laughs> from day to day and growing, but it's a, it's a blogging platform. Anybody can join. Um, not everybody can blog. We do um, set permissions for that and so forth to, to access the, to, to write, to become a contributor on the website. But you know, for the most part, we say yes, if, if somebody's got a story to share or something like that, but we're a huge network of people all helping us all change, be our best, you know, and, and do things like this. So it's just a, it's a very connected community, I would say. Um, with some, you know, people, I love the thought leaders on there. Have you looked at that by any chance? Yeah, yes. I've, I've, I love I've, our I've, thought I, leaders. Yeah, lots of, <laughs> lots of good information. But Elizabeth, you're also an author. You're, you're an author of uh, three books, right? You, you wrote the Percolate, right? Let the best, you let your best soul filter through and then two other children's but can you Talk just a little bit about that before we jump right into, into change tonight. Oh, yeah. Well, so Percolate is a Hay House book. It was published in 2014, and it is a nine-point process of change. Best Ever You was founded on 10 points. There's nine of them in Percolate, and it's all coffee metaphors. And basically the same thing, but you get your dose of coffee with it. Um, and then there's two children's books that I two children's books that I recently wrote with the great Sally Huss and um, she's illustrated and written over 100 children's books. Wow. Um, yeah, she's former Occidental. Um, she's in the Occidental Hall of Fame for tennis and she's a former Wimbledon finalist. So she's amazing, so talented. And so I got a chance to collaborate with her um, and took it. Um, fat, fabulous. A book of, we wrote a book about food allergies because I have life-threatening food allergies. And then we wrote a book about self-confidence um, for girls. Wow. So self-confidence, Sandy, and a lesson for every child learning about food allergies are those two. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really, really proud. Those are two new additions. And then we have probably in the next month or so, Best Ever You is going to be launching uh, its first in a series of journals. Wow. And uh, ending right, taking taking advantage of the moment and everything else. That's 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 great. It, it, trying to make the best of it, you know, because it's not the best moment for for so many. So if we can put tools out there that help people feel better, that's our goal. And I and I think we're trying to, you know, we're we're, we're achieving that. That journal is beautiful. Chris Fuller um, has had a hand in that, and the ten points of change here. That's um, yeah, she 
Chris Bowler and I kind of go hand in hand. She's the CEO of Your Life Sparkles. And um, we're all about gratitude, compassion, and collaboration. That's and great. That's needed, yes, <laughs> right? absolutely. And you, you, you talk about making the best out of life, right? I mean, we, we, we touched on it a little bit in the introduction um, with, with COVID-19 and, and what's happened in, in Minneapolis over the last week or so, sparking uh, all this, having all those ripple effects across the nation. But uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about the 10 points of change because change is one of those things that's always constant, right? Whether we like it or not, we're yeah. forced to change. So, so one of the first points that you talk about um, is, is assess, right? And you, you write that in this first point, we practice self-awareness and self-reflection. We examine the truth and what we want to change and where we want to go in life or where we want our life to go. If you don't know it, you can't change. So this is a point of honest reflection. If your car has no odometer, you would never know if you're speeding or not. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? I think that's so poignant here, considering everything else we're going through. Well, yeah, and, and I think this it all starts right here. And honesty and truth, um, that's the one thing, you know, when you sit and lie to yourself, you know, there's no other way to say it, you're lying to yourself. And so really an honest assessment of how, of everything, of what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're doing, what you're drinking, what you're eating, you know, all of it. And so we have a little handy dandy assessment that we give on Best Ever Units free. We're actually going to be putting it back out there in the next week or so. We've revised it a little bit, but um, it is that moment where you sort of examine the truth. Um, and also um, examine, maybe in this situation, examine where you are like what's happened and how you're reacting and responding and what you're going to do because it will still also fall under the trial and error uh, points that we go through as we try and change something for example um our we have four boys um their age is 18 to 24 and we had to go get all of them from college and in one case their entire ncaa baseball season is canceled and so there, there's massive change going on. It's not just for people missing a graduation or a birthday or this or that or another thing. We're all working from home. We're schooling from home. We're graduating from home. We're eating takeout. We're, you know, all of it. It's all changed. Yes. And so that assessment um, is important. And you might not be very happy right now. And you, you, right? you, yeah, you talk about the self-awareness piece. Why, why is it important to be self-aware of what's happening? Why don't we just, you know, act in oblivion and, and just, you know, ignore everything else? Why is it, why is it important to, to be in touch, to be aware of what's going on? Well, without that, you don't have the, the capacity or the open mind to, to respond um, you can, I guess you can, I mean, it's your choice. And that's the thing of it, you know, um, I'll just go with our, I'll, ex, I'll explain it in terms of like our freshman, our freshman at RIT, his freshman year at RIT cut in half. Um, he has a choice in that moment. He can quit and get Fs and flunk out or he can get A's. And that's what we all, we all have that choice right at, from the start of the change. Um, for example, I was on the phone um, two days ago with someone who had lost their job. Mm. And um, we talked about setting a timer for grief. And I think she was gonna run over the timer <laughs> a little bit, but um, you know, setting a timer to the point where you know, we're gonna wallow a little bit 
and we're gonna feel miserable and we're gonna do this and do that, but then we're gonna move on forward positive and use it as a launching pad. And I think, I was on a call earlier, and I think some of these things are great to talk about, and sometimes in practice, they're tricky. Mm -hmm. They really are, they, they take practice, but the fact that we're on a call like this, just talking about change, it opens the door for discussions. And that's really what you wanna have is because my version of change might not be your version of change, mm -hmm. but these are pretty tested and, and, and true. And you can apply these um, to your life and, and maneuver through change pretty, pretty well. If we don't get stuck in number one, constantly assessing. <laughs> A lot of people get stuck in one through four and that's the hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you, you you talk about choice, which which I think is is um, is, is interesting here because we that there's a lot that's happening to us, and and we can either choose to remain in the past and complain and gripe about everything else happening, Elizabeth, or or we can choose intentionally what we do with our lives. Rather, a lot of us who are home, and again, not to minimize what people have gone through with all the no. uh, yeah. the, the, the the deaths and all of that, but. Some some of us have time on our hands, right? We're working from home, and 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 what? How do we choose, or how do we make the best out of what's happening? It that almost, you know, has to do with being intentional, right? With how we will manage our time and everything else. Can you? That's probably the second point, right? In your in your ten points in your ten step program, why yeah. choice, or how does choice play uh, into what we're doing right now? Well, it, it, I like the way you said that. Actually, we may have to include that. Um, it is, it's very, <laughs> it's very intentional. And uh, again, you make a very good point too. You know, we're all not at doing the same exact thing and so forth. So this might apply very differently to ver people depending on what's going on in their lives and so forth. Um, but, it, you know, like, like the person who lost their job last week, it is a choice, like you said, whether to you know wallow and be all sad and self-pity and woe is me. And that can go on and on and on for as long as you choose until you choose not to do that. And at the moment you start to choose, you allow through your assessment and choosing and so forth more to come, you know, what really might be meant to be, for example. Um, you might look back five years and go, wow, um, I'm kind of glad that that's hard to say, but I'm kind of glad that I lost that job because mm. if I hadn't had that, I might have been still stuck there and I had, wouldn't have gotten this $25,000 raise in this job or mm. whatever it is. Um, it just completely um, de depends. But cho choice is, is key right here. Uh, that honest assessment and that choice of how we're going to think, act, respond, take responsibility for ourselves all of it it's like a person who um is assessing going you know i drink too much or i eat too much sugar or i don't uh walk enough or exercise enough all those things we're assessing and a lot of times that comes with um really unhealthy language towards ourselves as well and it's that moment where we choose and say okay i'm going to do something about this mm -hmm. i'm going to be my best i'm you know like i'm get this <laughs> I'm out running with our college baseball player every morning that's a sight to see <laughs> I'm walking well, you're doing it you know you're yeah, doing yeah. It. No, I'm really doing it um but I have a joke he runs up the hills and I he runs up the hills for me and I run down them for him um but <laughs> there 
you know, there's choices in every moment and it, and especially, um, with respect to people, we have a very huge choice of how we engage other people. And it is profound when we touch each other's lives with grace, compassion, kindness, gratitude, collaboration, and a, a better sense of humanity. Yes. Uh, for sure. Humanity is so big running throughout all of this because we're, you know, I, I don't believe in this philosophy of, of trampling on people to get what you want and so forth. I love the thought of conscious ambition. I know I'm off on a tangent other than change, but you know, conscious ambition and, um, and humanity run, run solidly through the best ever you network and through our principles of change and our, and our six core principles as well. well absolutely. And, and especially now, right? In this racially charged environment oh. and this hate and all that pent up anger, Yes, we need that. We, we need that mercy. We need that compassion across both sides, right? So, oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, fun enough. So, yeah. And the third point forever, there, too, you know, not just now, for uh, forever, yeah. for, for years <laughs> past and forward. Yes. You know, it's humanity. Yeah. It's not about much more than that. My that's goodness. Absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely true. The third point you, you talk about is discover. Um, and so like, like a scientist taking new data or tasting a new blend of coffee, this is where we learn about ourselves to establish values, goals, and beliefs, and to start to put that in line with our behavior. Can you share a little bit about the discovery process and how we can apply that to our own lives? So I'm going to keep going with the Cameron mom running theme because it might apply. Yeah, I think sometimes examples like this are easier to digest when there's an example running through it to, to give it an example. But, you know, as I'm out there um, day one running, I got about halfway down the street. I'm like, oh my, I'm, I'm out of breath. And then I was like, oh, there's a hurdle to cross. I stopped and I'm kind of drinking water and I'm like, okay. So, you know, you, when you decide to change something, you discover very quickly where you need to improve, what you're good at, what you're terrible at even i am not good at running right. but i'm gonna improve <laughs> and and get healthier and so forth so this is just the it's like it's like a you know a scientist with a clipboard in, you know taking in information um so let's say you've assessed the situation you know you're 100 pounds overweight you've decided to make a change in your life to get healthy be your best healthiest you and now you're like, well, how am I going to do that? What works for me? What doesn't? I, you know, am I going to put the cream and the sugar in my coffee? Am I going to ditch the diet soda? Am I going to go wogging down my block? <laughs> you know, it, it, but that's the discovery where you, you fiddle around with, you know, what works for you and what doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. And then that leads us to that fourth step, which is grow. And uh, you're right that we practice. This is what we practice. We refine and we redefine. As we practice these new steps with family, friends, coworkers, think, ponder what produces positive results, what doesn't, keep and expand, and what makes you a better you. Growth, right? I mean, it's as we go through all of this, through the trials, through the failures, through all of that, at the center all of all of that, is, is growth. How does one discover growth in spite of everything else that we go through, Elizabeth? Collective, collectively too, right? 
all of this could be applied collectively versus individually. It's how, however you want to digest the information, but in percolate, this is grow from bean to brew. Um, and, and this really is where you've taken the data, you've, you've, you know, discovered this or that. And really at this point too, you've also made yourself quite uncomfortable, sometimes intentionally. It is not fun to run down the block. It's not fun to not eat a whole pizza. It's not, you know, there's so many things that it's, you know, it's not fun. And, and we grow when we make ourselves um, uncomfortable in ways. And that's, that's a lot of, you know, that, you know, that's learning. Um, yeah. And, the, and again, running through this, that open-minded lifelong learning um, humanity approach. Um, I, I, I like the fact that in, in Best Ever You, when we wrote this a long time ago, we've always included family, friends, coworkers, siblings, sons, daughters, spouses, you know, all of that in this, because sometimes you're surround, there's, there's a bunch of different ways that you can be surrounded. Yeah. And it's so nice when you're surrounded by people who support you and love you when you're trying to make a change, especially. There's nothing worse than when you're trying to, you know, lose 50 pounds and somebody is like, hey, let's go get pizza. You know, you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. that doesn't work. Um, so that growth, the growth moments are, are, I think, so important to surround yourself with love. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you touched briefly on that fifth point here, which is important. I couldn't agree with you more. There's been countless of times when I've had guests on this show who, um, in trying to overcome maybe either an adversity, mentioned the fact that they had a strong support system, whether it was a network, a family member, a teacher, or a trusted friend or a child, but someone who helped them get to, right, or, or go through that adversity and you write that this is where we overcome and ask. This can be a moment where we ask for help from others. We seek professional help, heal, and so forth. This can be a huge pivotal moment for people in how we move from being stuck to taking action and taking the right action so we don't fall back on old habits and patterns that don't serve as well. Yeah. Um, so in four a lot of times you get people get stuck on two and three and four is where you you know dare venture off the hamster wheel mm -hmm. um one two three and one two three and eh, a little bit of four are why new year's resolutions don't work they get stuck right in there doing the same thing over and over and over again until they until they ha experience that growth moment and really have have found something that challenges them in the right like a right action for example and a lot of the times that can be with who you're surrounding yourself with the support, like you've talked about in, you know, from here, but huge, this is, this is that moment where you're off the hamster wheel, you're, you're there and you are, you found some of the right actions that propel you toward what you're actually trying to do. You're going to start to feel success right here yeah. and, and have a sense where um, if somebody puts the pizza in front of you, you're not going to eat it, or you're going to have one slice, for example. I just, I keep using the weight loss. Yeah. A lot of people, I've helped a lot of people lose over uh, 100 pounds. A lot of people use percolate for weight loss. And so um, weight loss and well-being, um, as well as coping with job changes or um, sometimes irreversible health problems and so yeah. forth. Um, um, so 
support is supports key, especially um, lately. I've been thinking a lot about caregivers and how their whole lives have changed as well. For example, like um, my friend, Chris Fuller, who I do a lot with, with best ever you um, during the pandemic, her husband on February 26th was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer and talk about a moment to decide how you're going to be. I mean, we're, and we've written, you know, we've put this blog out during that period of time. We've written a journal. We've had a lot of deep discussions about life changing, um, and, and, um, bad days, good days, all of it. And, um, so I think a lot about people facing adversity, like you were talking about in whatever form it is and, and using this process to kind of see where they're at and know that, that they can get through. And I'd venture to say, Elizabeth, here without dwelling too much on this point, is it requires some type of vulnerability, right, at this stage, because we're, some of us have been wired to, or conditioned to, to do it all, right? We, I got this, and, and especially we men, when it comes to um, emotions, it, it takes, it takes a true, it takes a true mark of strength, really, to, to ask for help, to say, look, I'm hurting, I need your help. Oftentimes, it's perceived as, as weakness, that the best analogy that comes to mind is a, a drowning person, right, who, you know, needs help to be rescued. And as long as they continue to resist and fight, they can't be rescued. They'd have to give up every attempt, every desire in them to save themselves, right? That's really at the point where uh, they, they can be saved. So how, how do you reconcile that, um, that battle that goes back and forth between, hey, you know, I gotta, I don't want to be perceived as weak. I want to appear as a strong um, with really saying, look, I, I'm hurting, I need help, I can't figure this all by myself, or by myself, I, I need your help. How do you reconcile those conflicts that take place in our sometimes when we're, we're wanting help or we need that support from others? Right, and so that person is all the way at one because that's that honest, truthful assessment that you're having with yourself. Um, where you're asking for help and so forth. And that <clears throat> is vulnerable. You're, you're so right on with the word vulnerable. I, I love that word and, and hate that word all in one. You know, it's, it's a scary moment to say yeah. to yourself, oh boy, I'm drinking too much or oh boy, I'm doing this too much or I need to change that or I need to get divorced or get married or whatever it is. Um, and a lot of times we're having that discussion with ourselves. And we don't realize until as we start to change, start to change, start to change at 0.5, we might need a little bit more help to achieve what we're trying to achieve. And so that the support system in five is more about surrounding yourself. It could be a give up moment. It could be a, a, a point where you need more knowledge. It could be a, a this or a that, but you've made the decision way back in one. Yeah. Um, with that honest assessment and now you're going but you know you, you're right and also I heard you say you know like a like a guy who doesn't want to admit or anything like that I am so blown away by the volume of guys that use best ever you we're 50 50 in our demographics do you know that you would think that we you know would be all women and we're talking and we're this and we're that I get so proud of guys like David Strauss 
and Ivan Meisner, you know, who's a thought leader of ours, and Fred Cuellar, who will talk about his stroke, you know, all these people who've overcome these things. And they talk, and they're guys, and they talk openly. They set such marvelous examples for all of us um, and serve as that support network for sure. So um, whether you're at one, five, six, seven, eight, ten, or whatever it is, um, we're, that's one of the things about the Best Ever You Network, too. There's always somebody that you can reach out to and will will direct. That's it's kind fun. of interesting. Yeah. Awesome to know that asking for support or asking for help is, is not a sign of weakness, right? You got you to gotta oh. be vulnerable enough to get that it's help. It's strength. Yeah. Actually, it's the reverse. People view it, you know, because it's scary. You don't want somebody to know something's wrong with you exactly. or that you've secretly, you know, um, you know, there's a saying, what you eat in private, you wear in public. Mm -hmm. And people think about that and they're, they feel shame and they feel like guilt. They feel this or that. And so I, I, you know, we have a lot of things we think about ourselves that other people aren't necessarily thinking about us. Yeah. You'd be surprised, you know, it's like the person who goes to the gym and thinks everybody's looking at them in their sweatpants or whatever. And really, if you look around, people are all there just trying to be their best too. They're, they're happy for you. They're like, you go yeah. <laughs> another 10 minutes on the treadmill. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And I got to ask you this, Elizabeth, is there, is there a responsibility uh, on us? When I say us, if someone comes to me, for instance, to ask for my help, and I have a friend who was going through some personal struggles and, and needed someone he could talk to, right? He had talked to people in the past and all he was met with was, was judgment. And so he was really, you know, cautiously, you know, contemplating whether he needed to come out. And I just sat and listened. I, I didn't have any thoughts. I didn't have any words of advice. I just, I just listened. And he could tell how much of a relief that was for him just to have someone listen. Is there a responsibility on our part for life or for whoever you are? You know, someone comes to you and, 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 and wants, to, wants you to just listen. Is there a responsibility to resist that tendency to to pass judgment and just maybe just be a, a lend a listening ear to help that healing process of others who come to us for help? Oh, I think so much. That's such a wonderful question, Fred, um, because there's nothing better than like, you, you know, even you listening right now to me, it's like, oh, I want to talk about that or whatever. But, <laughs> but, you know, there's nothing better than great listeners. You can be a great talker, but when you're talking, you're not really listening all that much. And if you're, if you're, listening to always respond um or fix like what might be a natural thing you know somebody's got a problem so let's fix it you know we're not promising that at all through this we, you know what i'm not promising that i'm gonna have the answer to fix you if i listen to you that i'm gonna fix everything i might give you things to think about you know you can ask questions you can do whatever but yeah i think we do actually to answer the question directly have have that responsibility to listen you might need to redirect you might need to reach out for more help for the person you know again you know it just depends on what they come and ask you for of course but um there's nothing better than a great listener who doesn't judge there's nothing worse i think that when you're like oh i need some help with this and like let's say i came to you and said i need to do this or that and i've been doing this and then you're like, oh, I don't want to be your friend anymore. I just found that out about you. That's a horrible feeling. Uh, have you ever had that happen oh, to yeah, you? Absolutely. I have too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I can, I yeah. can think about, I, I remember I had a year in college. I don't drink or smoke or do drugs or prescription drugs or anything, but I had one bad year in college where I was like drinking everything in sight. And, um, 
I said to my friend, you know, I've really got to stop doing that. I'm literally, you know, drinking all of the town. <laughs> you know, it's just really drinking. <laughs> There's no, I'm drinking all the alcohol in this town. You know, kind of just a bad, you know, yep. bad, kids do that when they're in college. And she didn't want to be my friend anymore. Wow. And I'm like, wow, you were my friend all through high school. Just because I said that, I'm and judgment instantly. Yeah, we don't drink. We don't do that. You're horrible. You're this, you're that. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's a long life, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And and I just, I, I've never kind of gotten over that moment. And, and that was a moment for me where I'm like, wow, I will never do that to somebody if I can help it. I, I know better than to do that now because it happened to me. Thanks again uh, so much for that. But support what in your case for instance i mean you, you try to confide in a friend or you know open up to a friend and they don't want to be friends with you what do you do when you try to do that you, you're trying to get support from someone you trust and they and they cut you off you're you're ostracized and your ego is bruised and you decide never again am i going to allow myself to be vulnerable never again am i going to ask uh, for help anymore and we bottle these emotions. people do that yeah yeah oh that's how do you handle that, that? Yeah, I mean, I can, I can, I can think of times where that's happened more than once in my life, where you're like, oh boy, I shouldn't have said that, and then you do exactly what you're saying. You know, it's again, guess what? You get another choice, and you get to listen to them, and be like them, and give up, or you can be like, mm, they've got their own issues, don't they? And and not judge, and not you know, don't be mean back. <laughs> I'm not saying like that, because that is kind of but, you know, they're, they're protecting themselves for a reason as well. You don't know exactly what's happening in their life either, that they don't want to hear you and help you. So it's a moment where, you know, you get, you guess what, you get to go back and choose and you're going to get maybe a little stuck back on the hamster wheel a little bit before you get back off and figure out who is going to support you. If you need support, you might have to just, you know, knock on another door. It's uh, that's life. All right. So again, thank you so much, Elizabeth. We're, we're going to pick this up. This is just so much information. We're going to break this up and pick up on part two um, on, our, on our next session. So stick around and join us on part two.